0: one to league scenes look at round 25 of the NRL season. I'm AJ Luke Antonio, contributor with League Unlimited and data analyst with Stats Perform. Joining us as always, the man with the news, two assistants, Rhys Sullivan. G'day, Rhys. G'day, AJ. Uh, yeah, another interesting weekend of rugby league. A lot happened. We'll just have to break aside our game recaps and first of all, talk about some big news in rugby league. The first and foremost. Story going around is Payne Haas's contract extension, uh, a big relief for the Brisbane Broncos. Reese, you must be over the moon. Yeah, look, I knew it was coming, obviously. Um, Kevin Walters saying
1: that he would resign. You know, Dave, your head coach doesn't just say that for the sake of saying it. Um, Obviously, very grateful that the deal's been done. Uh, Having Payne stick around till 2026, even if it's probably a bit shorter term than I would like. You know, it's still an extra two years he didn't have beforehand. Um, so, yeah, now I guess yeah. the attention has to turn to guys like Ezra Nam, Reese Walsh, Adam Reynolds, Brendan Piakura. But it's good, good signs that we are in the right
0: direction. 100%, my friend. It's a good relief there for the Broncos, of course, shoring up their forward depth, making sure Haas and Carrigan are there long term. Of course, Flegler's going next year. Uh, some big forwards coming through the ranks. We'll touch on them in the lower grade report. And, of course, they've got Penn, Fletcher Baker coming across who's been in some good form over the last few weeks. But the other thing we'd like to discuss is more of a sad note of the game of rugby league, and it was the shock passing of South Sydney grand final hero in 2014, Kyle Turner. Uh, Turner was found dead at his home, aged just 31. This hit me for six. This is absolutely tragic
1: just not something you'll expect to hear, really. You know, someone that young, you know, it's just, it hurts. It hurts, especially, you know, barely 12 months on from losing Paul Green.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it hurts. Just someone you, you know, grew up watching who was always just such a steady hand for Souths when he was healthy. Uh, ultimately, it was those injuries, those Got his career short, have, having to retire at 28. But yeah, he was a very reliable player. Always felt he was one of the first names South Sydney would be putting on the team sheet week in, week out. Yeah, it's just devastating.
0: Absolutely stings. And South Sydney retired the number 15 jersey today for the game against the Newcastle Knights. Uh, I was a bit shocked yeah. and disappointed, really, that there wasn't a minute silence observed.
1: Yeah, it looked like John Sutton was ready for one on the Bunny's bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just never happened.
0: Yeah. Really disappointing in that way. And of course, Nico Hines said, Don.
1: Hopefully two weeks' time, South's playing at home against the Chalks, then we can see him as observed.
0: Yeah, Nico Hines said it was a very devastating news and always said to check in on your friends. So very timely reminder from Nico Hines in the game. Uh, the other major story this week was the Tevita Pangai Jr. retirement. We will touch on that during the Bulldogs review, as we feel yep. that serves a better purpose. And we'll also touch on the other thing concerning the podcast at the end of the show. Yes. <laughs> the elephant in the room has to be addressed, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, moving on to the Twitter review, though. Uh, Sharks 32, Cowboys 12. And I think this Cowboy bubble that we've seen over the last couple of weeks as well, and truly burst, ladies and gentlemen. It was there for a period of time. They had a good lead. They were leading 12-6. And then in the space of the last 10 minutes when those Sharks made those subs, Hazleton and Hunk coming in, they were just completely out muscle, weren't they?
1: Yeah, the Sharks um, just absolutely dominated them in that last phase of the game. Just like Tom Payton even said, they made their subs and were just able to take the game away. When you take a look at the tries. obviously, you know, you had Valame go over in the 22nd minute, make it the 12-6 game. And then Hazleton, 30th minute. Royce Hunt 33rd minute. Wade Graham, 48th minute. At that point, it's over.
0: Yeah. And it's not as if they didn't have chances either in that latter half of the game. They had some sets on the, the Sharks' line. They were just unable to execute in the critical moment, which is a bit of a blow for the Cowboys, and they'll need some... At the moment, things are in their keeping as far as the finals berth. They've got their um, seeds all lined up in a row that they need to accomplish if they want to play finals footy. But I think on that performance, it's going to take some Houdini magic to get them there.
1: Yeah, and the big thing is it's now out of their hands. They need both, not only the Ravnos to lose to the Roosters, but they also need the Roosters to lose next week. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, technically, they could Cowboys could win both their remaining games, but I after what we've seen this week with the Panthers choosing to rest the play players this week, I don't know if they're going to go easy on the Cowboys last week of the season, like they off here.
0: You've seen a staggered approach this week, and I think you might see a staggered approach next week. It just depends how yes. they want to play the derby for mine, but. Some individuals I want to touch on. Valame, we mentioned outstanding. Tamalolo in his 250th game. You just have to love that puppy.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, (laughs) It's always beautiful to see it. Um, And yeah, obviously, Tamalolo, game 250, pretty much went the exact same way as the last 249 went, just ultra consistent in the middle of a field.
0: Yeah, 100% my friend. Onto the Sharks, Conor Tracy. It's been the answer at fullback. 273 metres, 80 of which off kick returns. Their whole back five ran over 100 metres. high had his hands in everything. Uh, Rudolph was outstanding. I touched on their impact forwards. But I'm going to say it again. Is Jack Williams potentially the un- most underrated bench forward in the competition?
1: I think he can't be too far off. I mean, numbers in this game, uh, 12 carries... 124 metres, 44 post-contact. Those are the numbers you want from a forward. You know, great efficiency, great post-contact, four tackle busts. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, if he, if he can get the offload into his game, he might genuinely become one of the more intriguing forwards in the NRL. You reckon? Yeah,
0: 100%. Fair enough, my friend. Um, any concerns over the Sharks? Like, like let's be real, now... On the ladder, I think, stand in fifth position. They've got Newcastle. And who are the last round? Fuck, fuck, fuck. Let me go. <laughs> last round, they have the Raiders. So they could go 2-0, and oh, or they'll probably go 1-1. One one. I reckon Newcastle are just hitting their straps at the moment, as we'll touch on later. But I really am. If I'm a team at the moment in, that is trying to get into the top eight, I don't know, I want to be versing Cronulla. They're hitting their straps as well, I think.
1: Yeah, they're finding that form that they lost um, just during the origin period. Uh, yeah. They came back into the groove that they showed at the start of the season, where they were really up there with the Panthers and Broncos in terms of those teams that looked like premiership contenders. Um, but yeah, concern wise, I think probably the only concerning thing going forward has to be their edge defense. I mean, you know, Talakai missing four tackles, Moulikalo missing three, um, Wade Graham missing six, Nekora missing three. Against teams like the Panthers, like the Broncos, that type of stuff is going to kill you. Yeah, so, I, not it up.
0: yeah, I think they do. And I think Newcastle will be a big test. They've got those outside backs that are absolute goers. You've got your Mars, you've got your Youngs, you've got your guys that are really going to put you to the sword. So it'll be interesting to see how that Sunday afternoon match fares next week. Uh, anything else for this game before we move on to the uh, Waz and Manly?
1: No, I think we're pretty much
0: Good to go. That's the way I like it. Warriors 29, Manly 22. Now, this was a day for the right-wingers. DWZ grabbing a hat-trick, Jason Saab doing it in the first half. Now, what does this necessarily mean for... The Warriors conceding 22 points in that short amount of time as Spain put over the first goal in the World Cup final. But I'm concerned edge defensively. Like Rocco Berry was targeted. Metcalf was targeted. They really made it a mission to go down the Warriors left, didn't they?
1: Yeah, exactly. And you had Rocco Berry missing three tackles. You had Metcalf missing six. And, yeah, that just put so much pressure on uh, Marcelo Montoya to he only made four tackles all game. So they were just really keeping Montoya out of the play while picking on the two smaller guys, making them miss. But you want to know know what would have worked better for the Seagulls in this situation if they're targeting an edge? What? Imagine if they had a ball-playing back rower. Yes. Who had a lot of size, maybe some great footwork as well. Yeah? Maybe a pension for KFC, maybe not. That's optional.
0: <laughs> okay. You nearly kill me. It's time for this week's to Watch. <laughs> okay, this week for Josh Schuster. No runs in twenty-five minutes of football. He had Two touches, one pass which went forward, eight tackles, one ineffective, and an error in twenty-five minutes and fifty seconds of football. I remind you, Manly, you are paying him eight hundred k next year. Eight zero zero comma zero zero zero.
1: There are very few words that can describe. Uh, Shuster's performance, but I've managed to find two. Are you ready? Go ahead. Fucking shocking.
0: <laughs> You're trying to kill me.
1: <laughs> Seriously, that was one of the worst performances I've seen from a player on that much money ever. In all my years watching rugby league. And and I had to sit Chris watching Chris Sandow at the Eels. Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <We never> <laughs> <seen>. <laughs> Perfect mind-sting like it. That includes watching Brooksy on 1.1. 1. <laughs> 1.
1: Yes. But... Um, me, I also had you. to watch Ben Barber play for my club. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. How much was Martin Kennedy again? Uh, don't ask. Okay. Not,
1: not, 800K. Um, not 800k. Not 800k.
0: Okay. Um... Let's just touch on Jason Saab. The bloke did a thing this week. Three tries, 145 metres, uh, six, <coughs> six tackle breaks. I'm allergic to start doing good things. Uh, five tackles, uh, one miss. So not bad. That... bad. Um, so, but Morgan Harper's defence. Pardon? I'm allergic to Saab. Um, i <laughs> I will say... Morgan Harper's defence impressed me. 26 main tackles, only three misses. For a bloke that's being targeted, be vulnerable in defence, I think this is a great mini-revival of sorts for Morgan.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it really forced the Warriors to have to refocus their own attack down the right side. Uh, they were trying to get the left wing involved just to, because DWZ's obviously been their main target all season. Heading into the finals, you need to get both both wings firing. Otherwise, what's the point? Um, so they're trying to get, you know, trying to get Montoya some touches. It didn't work because of how good half the defence was. So 100%. they had to go back to the had to go back to the right hand. They ended up being rewarded with a, another D.
0: He's absolutely on fire, this bloke. But I must ask about. Um... The charge down. Let's talk about this one. It's driven Anthony Seavall back to Harvard to figure out what law and interpretation the NRL referee screwed up on. But as far as I could see and as far as the referees are concerned, it's fair game and a correct decision. Yeah. Um, by the rule, the moment that ball
1: bounces, there's no contest, which means there's no protection for a player that leaves the ground to catch it. Uh, do I think that's a rule that's going to have to be changed this off season? Yes, I think this has shown that that type of play can be dangerous. But for now, the way that rule is, that's a perfectly legal play. And the reality for Manly is if Ruben Garrick just holds onto that ball and doesn't put it down after the play trying to draw the penalty, they get six tackles right in front of the
0: post, 20 out. To attempt that field goal. Exactly. Uh, but the wire sealed the game off a peach of a pass from Johnson, put near Coro for a gaping hole, and he collected four points. And for a bit of icing on the cake, SJ knocked over a field goal with about a minute to go. Um, there is one more thing. There's a bit of conjecture about a forward pass for subs hat-trick. Just because a ball bounces forward does not mean it's a forward pass, ladies and gents. Still having this conversation. we are, and I think that's the fact that football fans, on the most part, outside of about 25-30% to 30% of people have approximately the IQ of a potato.
1: So dumb. Seriously. Like, Is that harsh? I, I agree. This has been the rule for how many years now, with the forward pass? Since the dawn of time, pretty much. Mm-hmm. People still don't understand it.
0: Yeah. 100% my friend. But the Waz looked good. They are able to hold back against a committed manly side. A couple of defensive inefficiencies we touched on. But mainly, Um I was impressed with Jake half halfback. I thought, he did his, uh, five, eight, sorry. I thought he did his job. Got a nice try for his troubles. Ran the ball. Did everything required. And I think that that's the plan until Luke Brooks comes in.
1: Yeah, oh, definitely. I think he definitely looked a lot better in that spot than Schuster did. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Luke Brooks coming in next season, playing, I, th- I still think 5 is more natural possession. So, he'll be. It's promising signs, but they still have to work out what to do with Chester. You can't be paying a guy eight hundred and fifty or $800,000 for two just unsustainable.
0: Unsustainable rubbish, let me tell you and I mean. Everyone's had a go at Shulstar, but I think fair criticism is fair game. But let's move on, my friend, and a happy AJ again this week. Uh, Roosters 34, Eels 12. The second consecutive week, the tri Colors have scored over 30 points. I've hit an epiphany. <laughs> but as much as I want to gloat about every scenario going the Roosters' way, We have to be completely honest here. It will take the friggin' holy hand grenade of Antioch for the Roosters to make the finals.
1: Well, I don't don't know anymore. I mean, look. Don't think I'm going soft and saying I want the Roosters to make the finals, okay? (laughs) I feel, have it in their own hands. So as long as the Cowboys lose one of their last few games, all the Roosters need to do is win them. And they're in.
0: Just keep winning. Just keep winning. Exactly. But, uh, I want to be honest with this team, I still think that was our best game. Like We, we left so many possession on the board. And to be honest, Paramount's execution wasn't there. You can put it down to Moses not being there. Dylan Brown not taking enough effective control of the side, but I just think that we had 10 line breaks to four. That's more than enough opportunities than the six tries we put on. And that might be harsh, but that's just the way I said it. And also, we need to um, kick off the uh, idea of a bounce pass working more often because Siwa Wong on the end of that and the dive, mate, that was something cool. <laughs> just, just remember, Ezra man Pioneered need it. Um <laughs> A lot of talk about Joseph Suali'i. I think he's getting better. 18 points, 160 metres, three line breaks, six tackle breaks. Teddy had the same number of tackle breaks as well. So good signs there. Um, Lindsay Collins. If ever there was a man that needed to step up, in the absence of JWH, it was him. I want 17 Lindsies out there. Yeah, I can agree. Effort after um, two. Like, those are those try savers man. Like, that one he and Fletcher Baker did on Penasini, that took some balls. And then he had one at the end of the game when someone went on a huge break and he made the rundown tackle. Like, that is awesome from Lindsay.
1: Yeah, I agree. He has longed in leaps and bounds at this season, obviously. You know, we saw it in Origin. And now we're starting to see it as the Roosters' gel more throughout this season, try to make this final charge. Uh, he is, you know, obviously the two best props in the league are Fanua Blake and Haas. I don't think uh-huh. there's any debate around that anymore. No. So I, I would 100% be putting Collins in here below, you know, ahead of the guys like Christian Welsh, up there with the guys like Junior Barlow, possibly
0: ahead of Barlow with how he's played this season. Not wrong at all, mate. Um but yeah. I wanna say kiri proved a lot of people wrong. Four line break assists, free try assists, good stuff. Teddy was great before he got knocked out. Um he'll be missing next week. Martin probably goes to fullback and then you bring in a Corey Allen or even move Piaga to centre. I'm not too fast about how we do that. Um I'll touch on Robert Toyer and the lower grade report, a bit of a mixed bag there today. Um but also one more thing before we go anyway, two things actually. Brandon Smith. Best game in Roosters, Carlos. Some of the efforts indeed really impressed me. And also, Victor Radley, look, you ran the ball pretty well. I'll give you that. Just do not pass it 24 times in a 36. Yeah. <laughs> also, don't st- don't showcase the world why Lindsay Collins is good by saying he stuffs avocado seeds up his house. <laughs> 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 what a weird man. <laughs> oh mate.
1: <sighs> on the parameter? He's a good one. He is a good one. <laughs> yes, on the parameter.
0: You can take this one, I'm gonna die.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um let's talk about the parametric eels because um their seasons Pretty much cooked now. Uh, it's not official yet. It hasn't been. Made, it hasn't been made Adam Puck's official. <laughs> um, but but it will be cooked next week. Unfortunately, um, I thought Clint Gutherson. Obviously, we said last week with Mitch Moses going down, Guffo needed to be the one to step up. I thought he did. 200 meters, four tackle breaks. You know, he did what he could. The problem is he just wasn't able to get the support around him. Sivor, again, really, really poor. Um, Only the 109 metres. Only two tackle breaks. Um, Made a couple of errors as well off the top of my head. Defensively, too. Defensively, a lot of misreads. I obviously called him out in a tweet saying that the Eels never should have let him exit his contract. (laughs) Especially with their current cap situation. Yep. Uh, But it wasn't just... Sevo, that was the issue. I thought the Roosters did a good job at containing Pinnocciini. Yeah, uh, even, though he, even though he was able to get two tackle breaks and a line break, I thought you guys did a great job at limiting his overall impact on the game, especially coming I mean, through the kick return. Yeah, or Billy did a good job. Uh, Sean Ross, Russell... really great job him down. Just again, that probably comes down to that whole whole right hand side. Was really just won by the Roosters. Um, In the halves, Dylan Brown stepped up massively. I thought he was very phenomenal. Him and Guffo both did what they needed to do, but the rest of the team just wasn't there. Dejan Ozzy was okay, but needs to be doing more. You can't get away with, you know, Brown making 13 runs, putting in all these kicks. Um, like, Brand put in four kicks, Ozzy put in six.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You need to be, Ozzy, if we don't put in more kicks you think give Brown the chance to just run the footy and let Ozzy do everything else. Uh, Barlow, again, four. 14 carries, 125 meters. You know, still gets the four offloads away, but it didn't contribute, or it only contributed to one line break assist. So, you know. I think that was
0: the Cardi try.
1: Yeah, the card he tried. Yeah, they didn't they didn't actually give him tries this though. That's interesting. Uh,
0: um, I wasn't on the gang. Don't blame
1: me. Yeah, not blaming you. <laughs> um, other than that, other than that, Hopgood, Reg, okay. Uh, Cartwright was, yeah, pretty poor outside of his try. Um the hand, was horrific. Mm-hmm. Uh Moretti only played 12 minutes. You can't really criticise him too much. Madison was pretty solid. Um, We're was pretty good for 21 minutes. Good production. But then, what's the point of putting Brendan Hands on the bench at this point? Because... I think they've,
0: they've worked so well. Sorry to butt in. They've worked so well on this power game all season. But I think ever since Josh Hodgson got hurt, like they were able to run the four because um, Hands was playing eighty, but ever since last week's come in they haven't really got that balance right. And as a result, mm-hmm. Campbell Gillard played close to seventy minutes. And even though he yeah, got but... through a truckload of work
1: But you remember at the start of the season where Hands was able to be able to brought in off the bench because he was such a more aggressive runner at Dummy Half and Bodgson? Yep. Yeah, that aggression's died down, just the two the Two runs for hands for 11 meters wasn't creating any line break assists for his teammates. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think, they the Eels have to look at their hooking options again next season. Obviously, Lusick, I believe, is contracted now until 2025. Oh, look, and I believe hands is either 2024 or 2025 as well.
0: Yeah, okay, I'm just looking now. Yes. Um, hands is until the end of 2025, correct? Uh, Freddy, Joey Lussig is also to the end of 2025, so they've locked them yes. up
1: long-term. they locked them long-term, but I think they need to work out what they're going to do with them. I will could, be, could, could be a very intense preseason battle for the number nine jersey.
0: Yeah, um, very interesting indeed, but we've got to move on, my friend, to Greater Pastures. Dolphins v Tigers. <laughs> also known as at- Combank Stadium. From Tom Bank Stadium brings us a special event. Tank Balls!
1: See, the only thing I hate about having such a good season is the fact we've had so few tank balls. We have. Like, i am going to be honest.
0: Like, I haven't looked through the Tata. But we haven't had a lot of tank balls this year. I mean, we could get one... On um, Sunday, Bulldogs-Manly. And then at the end of the year, Seagulls-Tigers. And then you've got uh, the Titans-Bulldogs is definitely one. But you have to... But anyway... Anyway, Well, because...
1: What's in the super tank bowl against the Dragons?
0: They did. They were thinking long game back then, but short game now. They realise they have to actually win games at this point. With all the turmoil this week surrounding Tim Sheens and he's stepping down at the end of the season for Benji Marshall. Benji has apparently been given full reign at the club. And some Benji admirers will say that some efforts were put into play. There was a lot of passing at the football. They had 390 or oh, 204 passes. Uh, the offloads, they had 26 offloads. So, a lot of second-phase play. Uh, but the stats will say they got lucky to win, but I thought they were dominant. Like, I was really impressed with the way their forwards were able to beat up a badly beaten Dolphins back this week. Utoi Kamaru, outstanding. Clemmer, limited off the bench. But that's where wild and Fidua Bolle really stepped up for me. Yeah, 100%.
1: probably the best thing for... Uh, the Tigers is they were able to win a game with Jareen Baller being pretty average. So that's great size because obviously we know how good he's been in their win since he made his debut.
0: Yeah, um, I just looked at the stats. <laughs> yeah. Um, Only the one trying line break assist. But I want to go on to Tristan Riley, uh, the rugby convert for his first game, never stopped trying couple of few, he made 100% of his tackles, had a couple of errors, but I thought he was a shining light for the Tigers.
1: Yeah, definitely looks like a really handy player. They've given him this season to develop in New South Wales Cup. Touched him a bit. Not rush him into the NRL, just let him develop. He's now obviously coming in. He looks good. I think he's definitely going to be someone who features in that sort of top 25 players that Benji Marshall's going to be looking at for round 1 next season. So yes, if I say this, we've said the last few weeks ever since they have secured the signings of the the of uh, the fine news. This is just promising signs for the Tigers.
0: It is 100% it is and I look at things like um like as you mentioned Asuka Power doing good like he was great today I thought. Um, on Saturday. Sorry. Um, Appy Corrysear directed traffic really nicely. Got a line break, and talk about some goal kicking. Man, I have a quote from a good friend of the show, Pie face, that will sum up what Appy Corrysear did. So, are you ready, Reese? Ready when you are, AJ. I just hope this time's it right. <laughs> In the fucking, face, mate. Fucking
2: hell, you. Come, send my fucking friends out, fucking,
0: play. <laughs> <laughs> Been waiting all year to use that.
1: Yeah, ice in the veins, getting it off the crossbar from the sideline, thirty meters out. Fucking meant.
0: Was good science there, but for the dolphins, first, thing, first things first. What, Lefac, was your rotations in this game? You had Nick start at fullback, then he went into hooker, then he went back to eight because you hooked Katoa with 20 to go. Like, what are you fucking doing?
1: Has Wayne Bennett gone senile? Question.
0: Like, I get that Trey Fuller was outstanding and you couldn't take him off, but is getting rid of Isaiah Katoa the answer?
1: I'd be good for his confidence and not be good for his confidence.
0: Like, I'm just confused, mate. Like, we've touched on it a couple times this year when he's been taken off, and ultimately now he is just on his own. Like, I feel so sorry for him.
1: Well, at the end of the day, the problem is they take him off, but they have to keep signing him week in, week out. Because the alternative in Anthony
0: Milford just isn't up there. They dropped Milford for Trey Fuller. Exactly. That's all that needs to be said, mate. And Fuller had a good game. Two line breaks, got himself a try. I thought he was really good. But the Dolphins need to learn the art of an early field goal a little bit better. They took it with six to go. And then Appy Coruscant delivered that magical short kickoff. That was outstanding from Appy. One One of
1: the best short kickoffs this year. Excellent. It was good. Excellent height. Perfect.
0: Yeah, 100%. A uh, good redemption for Jack Bostock in this game. He had a really rough uh, debut back in round five. I thought he was okay. Um, Their forwards tried their backsides off with all the injuries. SASA only lasting 21 minutes. Uh, he went off, I think, HIA. Uh, JJ Collins was good. Wallace has been a real find, I think, this year. Yes, he's been around for a while, but I thought he was starting to fall off a little bit at the Gold Coast last year, and I think he's done a really good job for them this year. Look, to be
1: fair, who hasn't been falling off of the call jokes recently? I get
0: that, but...
1: Unless your name is Dino or David, you're not exactly a player in the public perception at the Titans.
0: AJ's up there.
1: For an origin-level player, he doesn't get anywhere near as much media attention as you'd expect.
0: Damn. Unless he's injured. i to look out for myself. <laughs> Unless he's injured. Fair enough, my friend. But you ready to move on? Yeah, let's get, get away from this. Tank balls were better <laughs> off in the past, let me tell you. Um, Pampers 40, Titans 14. Um, first and foremost, Khaleesi Haas, ladies and gentlemen. Like, he had the one run for 50 metres. They get this. You ready for this race?
2: Yeah.
0: He had the one run for fifty meters. His total end stats were three runs for fifty-eight meters. <laughs> it's alright. I'm sorry, mate, start... but how's he still in first grade? How's he starting? Even like he made twenty-five tackles start... and in... missed two. Well, that's not too bad on the edge when you look at the feeder. Didn't actually look at the feeder. Um, oh, yes. True. But. <laughs> oh, but when, when their options in reserves are Joe Stimson and Jacob Aylick. Like, Aylick's not that bad of a player. I've touched him before in the lower grade report. But I just, like, he was on the end of a hip drop from Fisher Harris. Bit lucky to avoid a sighting there. But, like, defensively, well, he, did get,
1: he, he did get sighted. Avoided suspension.
0: Yeah, avoided suspension. But so uh, Penrith definitely made Tom Weaver's introduction to first grade a effing nightmare.
1: Yeah, um, well we knew he'd be the target, and the Panthers didn't disappoint. Only the four carries for twenty one meters. They get got one line break assist, which is pretty good, but not able to break any tackles able to break the line himself, and defensively, 18 tackles versus 8 misses. I feel for him, He was a target.
0: I feel for him. I really do. Took on the kicking responsibilities. Did well. Kicked the ball 20 times, 737 metres. That's not bad for a debutant. Hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Very good signs there for that. Yeah, not consistent. I think's the problem. Yeah, yep, exactly. But it's only game one of a young career, and if he can get a decent game against prop like a lower tiered opposition where he can show his stuff and develop with good reps, and I think he's a very good player. But the story here yeah. for the Titans, Jaden Campbell.
1: Yeah. Um... Looks like he's been a very lucky boy and avoided an ACL tear. That's but, cool. yeah, obviously a nasty injury. Obviously good that he'll be hopefully have himself again. And stick him in a position, not just he has been the season where he's just like have a whole need to Like I said, lucky play he, like, this last fortnight
0: though. Yeah, 100%. Uh, on to the Panthers, Dylan Edwards. He had a rough start, getting absolutely stepped by Khaleesi, but he bounced back 303 metres. Wow.
1: because performance like this, you just see the money he's asking for, for that contract extension, just increase ever so slightly. Um,
0: yeah. And I think I'll just butt in here and say that the sticking point is the duration of the contract, but I definitely see a point that definitely up there, but that Panthers edge critter and company took them to pieces. Uh Jack Cocker was good at nine. I thought he was really reliable. Sonny Luke, they had a good rotation there. Uh but again, Jenkins is looking more and more like a first grader, I have to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think at this point, it's going to be pretty equal. Well, you have uh, Taylor May obviously coming back next season. Um, but I think with Crichton going, that Jenkins versus May Battle, or Jenkins versus Taruva, it probably will be. I think mm-hmm.
0: will be very fun to watch. Will be 100. percent It will be um, good production from Fish, Liotta, Yo, all good. I thought they'd missed a bit of production on the edge in the absence of Scott Sorensen. I thought Hosking was okay. Lenier, good impact from him. Uh, Aaron Shop was seen in for a professional foul, but might be only one that thought that Peach got that down. Uh, I thought he got it
1: down at first it was a pretty bit of a weird one to just call and knock on yeah um, but and
0: Panthers are probably happy uh, it was called knock
1: on at the end because they wouldn't have got the same bit otherwise
0: yeah 100% my friend anything else on this game before we move on to the nightcap on Saturday Night League ah uh, no let's keep swimming let's keep swimming let's keep swimming hopefully we'll not jam like Wilson <laughs> Melbourne 38 Dragons twenty eight. This was a crazy <laughs> crazy fucking game. Dragons, where in the hell has that attack been all year? The defense you left at home I can understand. But holy dooly, they came to play, didn't
1: they? Yeah, they uh came out with emphasis. Um let's go let's go through some of their players. Terrell Sloan was excellent at fullback. 177 meters, three tackle breaks, two line breaks. Yeah. Um, Let's we'll talk about making an impact. Uh, Moses Souley as well was very excellent. 131 meters, three tackle breaks, two line break assists, both coming off offloads, I believe. Um, and then forward pack, Bre-
0: Blake Laurie. Has he become underrated? I thought that earlier in the year. And my view has sort of been distorted as the season has waved on. But 28 tackles, one miss, 26 touches. He had 22 carries, 196, 67 post contact. Yeah, 67 post contact, three tackle breaks, playable speed of just under four, an offload. Some good stuff from Blake in the middle. I, I got laughed at by you earlier in the year for potentially him for New South Wales, but given our forward crisis, but if it just keeps up a little bit and he, the Dragons improve somewhat, I'm not against that anymore.
1: Yeah, I can sort of see where you go with it. Obviously, just probably not this year. Um, the problem with the Dragons was the bench. Um, you had Ben was all right. Was painfully average. Brian Couchman was okay then Jacob Little off the bench. The impact that you'd want. Uh, obviously, they gave a chance to Mollyzen in the starting lineup. But yeah, Little still in, only getting the 29 minutes off the bench. And just the two carries for only five metres. Wasn't able to create out of the rough.
0: Yeah, 100%. But I want to talk about Billy Burns. There's two parts to Billy's game we need to talk about. Attack, he was a damaging hole runner. Defensively, was utter Dross.
1: Be fair, that's the Billy Burns experience, isn't it?
0: And also sticking your old fella out on national television. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, But 10 misses. Dan Russell had eight. Definitely a nightmare. But for the Storm, um... Where's this defensive resilience that you keep promising us? Because it's not fucking here. Mm.
1: Well, first thing that catches my eyes is six missed tackles for Cameron Munster.
0: I was doing the Melbourne stats, so fire away. Any questions?
1: Uh, I don't think there's too many questions to ask, to be honest. But, yeah, six missed tackles for Munster, three for Welsh, four for Liero, two for King, two for Warbrick a couple for Nick Meany and young Tom Peter as well. I don't know. It feels like they have, they had a bad game, but they were still able to win and they were able to win relatively comfor-
0: com- comfortably. Jesus Christ. Why was that so hard? <laughs> now um, <laughs> I want to give some praise. Jerome Hughes back in the site, They looked a lot better, a lot sharper. Um, Ellie Katoa, ladies and gentlemen. He's back. Yeah. Two tries. The game-winning hit. Holy dooly.
1: <laughs> yeah, going along with six tackle breaks and a line break and a line break assist as well. Try assist don't rub him. And a try assist as well, yeah. Yeah, just this is the player that Melbourne thought they got when they signed him. And yeah. he didn't. he didn't produce to this level to start the season, but he's definitely producing to end the season, that's for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Nelson was good. I fought off the bench. Garlic did well when he had to come on and deputise for Grant when he went off for his HIA. Um, elsewhere, I think just tied it up in the middle. Um, I haven't seen anything in Cup. We'll touch on the live grade report later. Obviously, the big question mark is Pappenhausen. Do you think he slots into that garlic roll next week
1: I think he has to I think realistically the storm can't keep can't keep him in the reserves heading into the finals he's too good yep yeah. uh, he, he showed last week in the Q Cup he's ready to come back up obviously this week got the week off after a bit of a knock. No he played but, oh he did play I thought he was having the game off.
0: Uh, um, he's playing. We I've touched on, we'll touch on, him in the lower grade report because it's yeah. an interesting reading, which explains a bit of an off day for Pappy, but we'll just go through it later. All right, fair enough. Uh, anything else on this game before we move on? Uh, no. Let's keep going. Let's keep going, and a big win for the Newcastle Knights, twenty nine to ten over South Sydney. Now I had Newcastle winning, but I didn't have an ambush on my bingo card. Um, Greg Marju, ladies and gentlemen. Holy dooly, he's insane. Caglan Ponga, outstanding once again. Three line breaks, two line break assists, two try assists. Uh, even on their upper edge, like they created so many opportunities. Um, they had two line breaks through Young that were assisted by Gagai. And it just goes to show you that Adam Clune is more than a ready replacement should Jackson Hastings not recover in time for the finals. Yeah,
1: 100%. I thought Kuhn was phenomenal, really, <laughs> being able to come in and deputize. Obviously, you know, we'll go through the stats quickly. Uh, got the got a try, six carries for 39 meters, eight post contact, made a tackle break, got a line break assist. Defensively, pretty solid. Did have five missed tackles, but that's okay. Kicking wise, five kicks for 126 meters. Really shared out the duties with Tyson Gamble pretty well, I thought, and Cameron Ponga. Three of them all working out pretty nicely. And then also, obviously, the disrespectful field goal.
0: Yeah. Um, Maju, first half hat trick. Uh, there's been a controversy about a couple of Knights' tries in this game. We'll touch on the first one, the elephant in the room, according to South Sydney supporters, a try off the eighth tackle. Now, I can understand how it happened, but there is no excuse for it to be missed. Because what happened, for those who are watching, there was that 11-second play the ball from Tyson Gamble. Correct with me so far? Yeah. I am 100% confident that the referee got it, stuffed his count up in that scrum process. However... What isn't okay is they've got a match day coach up in the box, whose job it is sometimes to say, "Confirm X tackle." Okay. Uh-huh. So normally, from the audio, sometimes we get we just hear this "confirm free," so that way everyone knows that did not happen on this occasion, and that's what led to the extra tackle occurring. Yeah. Uh, and I think the
1: NRL found the scapegoat. Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll hear a lot about, um, about you know, from Brandon Annesley this week. About uh. how, how, you know, unfortunate it is that the referees have to be criticised like this in the media. How the referees are human and mistakes like this can happen. Know, spare me all the fucking gory details but yeah um, just yeah. again I'm gonna say I'm going to say it again AJ I've said it before <laughs> I'll say it again. There is going to be a team that has their season ended in the finals because of a blown call by a referee. Or bunker. Or the
0: bunker, yeah. Hundred percent. I'm calling uh, it now. Yeah. Scapegoat by the way for those playing at home will be match game coach Alan Shortall. Just so everyone's aware at home, we can all play along when we listen at 2.30 and have Graham honestly say, Oh, good afternoon and welcome to this review of Round 25. With the game getting so close in final spots on the line, there are a lot of controversial decisions over the course of the weekend that we're be here to talk about. Yeah. However, the criticism of match officials is excessive and over the top. <laughs> and I'll not stand here. I'm the one that has to defend them every week, and it's unfair. Miss anything?
1: No, I think I think you go right. Um, on the,
0: <coughs> I'm allergic to Annesley now too. <coughs> <laughs> on God, <coughs> <coughs> on the Adam Clune show, it appeared that the Boar after it was knocked on by Trell, hit the referee's foot. I've seen a lot of blow-ups about this, but I'm going to read to you a section of the NRL Laws and Interpretations that says, when players irregularly affected by the ball or player carrying the ball, coming into contact and referee in touch, judge, or with any part any person not taking part in the match, or with any object which should not normally be on the playing field. However, uh, when play has been irregularly affected, so the referee is the sole judge of what constitutes a mutual infringement and whether or not play has been irregularly affected. Contact between defender and referee may not constitute uh, infringement. There you go. Yeah, fair enough. Because I think there was no real impact on the South Sydney. Like, the ball was going to end up with plume no matter what. That's why I think it's okay. But on the South Sydney, what the fuck is this? Your season is on the line, lads. And you produce this. Let's just go through some of these numbers. 58% completion rate. That's something your roadside neighbours, the Chooks, should be happy about. <laughs> um, one forced dropouts, a kick diffusal percentage of 38%, 48 missed tackles, 16 ineffective, 14 errors, nine total infringements, two players on report and one sim bin, culminating in Luttrell losing the plot. What do you think on that um, one?
1: Just, oh, mate. it was a nasty play by the troll. There's no place for that in the game.
0: Yeah, and you also had Tanemil do the knee to Greg Margie's face as well. That was quite unsavoury.
1: Yeah, I agree, um, and I think there will be some fines and/or suspensions stitched out through as a
0: result of that. I mean, I don't think Seattle person would be too upset if San Emil gets suspended.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Um, I thought only giving 30 minutes to Saleh and Tola a little bit rough. Like, their forwards are getting bashed. Like, absolutely murdered out there. Talis Duncan got more minutes than both of them. And that's no disrespect to Talis. He had played a great game today. Like, Damian Cook is another one that can hold his head up high. He was trying. Keir Murray as well, trying. Had the try assist to a, um, was that Damian Cook? Let me have a look. Let me have a look. Uh, you know it wasn't. It to Shaq off that pass. Yeah. But right. I'm really conservative. Like, this was your one game to prove something. And you do that.
1: Yeah. Disappointing.
0: Disappointing is the understatement of the friggin' year, mate.
1: Yeah, just. Um, I think from a South fans' perspective, you have to question you know, you've got the buy. you got one week to turn around before finals. What's next?
0: You mean before the Roosters game?
1: No, one week to turn around before finals, i.e., the Roosters game. Oh, okay. Although that could basically end up being a semi final in its own right.
0: Yeah, I think it will be no matter what happens. I think if the Roosters are out of the race, they'd still want to play to get rid of them. Like that's the sort of thing. And they're also looking for a season sweep this year as well, remember? Um, True. But Trell, he ran the ball well. He had 21 full runs, had 204 meters. Uh, he attacked the game. But just the stupidness in defense, mate. Absolute stupid. And ultimately, South Sydney are the ones that lose out when you know, like that left edge, that right edge defensively was torn apart, we talk so much about Campbell Graham being the best defensive centre the Knights have just given everyone in the competition a blueprint on how to attack that edge
1: yep, put four plays down full back, half and, the you all know, five plays actually, full back, half, back throw with center Winger, they just have no
0: answer yeah, 100%. Anything else on this game before we move on to Canberra? Now let's keep going. Let's keep going. Oh, I like that tone. Canberra 36, Canterbury 24. Um, Canberra, are you sure you want to play finals this year? Like, I'm really confused with you lot. Like, you ended up winning the game. But you completed 72%. You missed 32 tackles. You, you actually... Hang on a moment. To... You have seven infringements. And it just looked messy the whole game, didn't it? It was uh, one of
1: those games for the Rangers. Um, They never really hit their groove. And we've seen that a lot this season. They've always managed to win. This is actually their biggest win of the year. Um, (laughs) um, But, yeah, and again... You know, next week, or two weeks. Next week, actually, against the Broncos. Even with the Broncos losing Reynolds, it's going to be a massive test for Canberra.
0: Will be. Good. They can rely on some individuals to thank for getting them home. Tim Timoko, outstanding. Papalitani, Dapodi, Horsburgh, Goola was huge today, starting. Uh, James Schiller didn't too do. I did your thing. Didn't do too badly when he had to replace the Albert Hopper. Way, and Nate missed Hopper in that second half, just coming out of yardish, Um, Jordan Rappenau, three try assists, two line break assists, nine tackle breaks, but still ends up being in the headlines for the way he acts in defense.
1: Tell you what, with the amount of time the leads with his feet, you'd think he was playing in the World Cup final tonight.
0: And he's probably trying to make a slide challenge. Who knows? Uh, for Canterbury, <laughs> I don't think there's anything here to be too disheartened about. Like, Adokar tried, uh, Avarillo was outstanding at the back. Uh, Liam Knight, had... him.
1: just just an aside, they will really miss Avarillo next season with, his, with him off to the Dolphins.
0: But they're going to um, get critter in Bronson Sherry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no comment. It's a really
0: great banter. No comment. To <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Bagley Junior. Let's talk about 24 minutes off the bench. He announced his immediate oh, announced his retirement from the game this week. Um, what do you make of TPJ's 24 minutes today?
1: Honestly, I thought he announced his immediate retirement. <laughs> <laughs> like he had no impact on the game at all.
0: He did not. Like he had the ball stripped from him in attacking territory as well.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it's obvious his head's not in rugby league at the moment. I I fully understand why. Uh, The last thing you can do right now is get a concussion. It's not like you'll get many of those in boxing anyway. Um, Yeah, exactly. Um, But Yes, it's an interesting one. It makes you wonder if, you know, what the media is calling retiring to take up a career in boxing is actually just a way of saying getting out of the final year of his Bulldogs contract.
0: He's not going to be paid what? for that contract. There was a leaked document today that said that he's not going to be paid for that final year of his contract. So
1: yeah, I, I understand wondering. that. But you know, I guess, well, maybe, you know, he might not be getting paid by the Bulldogs, but maybe one of his sponsors for his boxing in his court is going to be the Lordy Hotels. Who knows?
0: Also sponsored so, by No Limit Boxing.
1: Yes. Uh... Very interesting decision by TPJ. And I'm sure next couple of years, we're going to be looking at it closely to try and work out whether it was the right one or not.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. But I want to touch on Harrison Edwards, brought in to start the game because Raymond Fletcher-Mariner hurts his hamstring in the warm-up. Get the moment. Canterbury lacking direction. Liam Knight's trying. I've been really impressed with what I've seen from him in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Waddell's been okay but <clears throat> really interesting times coming up to Canterbury
1: yeah definitely they're going to have a very interesting offseason uh, obviously now Sorraldo's had that year to really put his stake on the team um, it'll be interesting to see who stays who goes obviously a lot of conjecture regarding guys like Raymond Feitala Mariner and their feature at the club again he didn't play today because of an injury um, but, yeah, it'll be very interesting what goes wh- where they go moving forward because it feels like unlike the Tigers who have signed a bunch of players who are going to be able to sort of reignite that team and play in the direction they want, unlike the Dragons who have a new coach coming in who's going to implement a new system, target different players from what they already have, it feels like the Bulldogs are sort of in this weird in-between phase where you just got to go, where do they go next?
0: 100%, my friend. Uh, Looking at the ladder at the completion of round 25. Peppers on top on four and against. Uh, Broncos in second position are now on 40. Um, then you have the following. The wise Storm, Sharks, Raiders, Knights, Rabbitohs, that's your top eight. Bottom eight. Cows and Roosters on 26. Paramount, sorry, 28. My my apologies. My
2: apologies.
0: (laughs) Eels 26. Manly, 25. Titans, 22. Thins, 22. Dogs, 20. Dragons, 16. Tigers, 14. We're in for a good, fun end of the year, aren't we?
1: Yeah, we are. It's uh, it's still a 10-team race for that final top eight spot. Indeed it is.
0: On to the NRLW. Real quick. I uh, probably don't want to talk about NRLW given the result today, don't you? No. <laughs> but you know what? I'll, I'll, I will anyway, but no. Uh, Sharks, 40, Cowboys, 12. Jada Taylor made an extraordinary return to injury, scoring a great try, running for 113 metres. Penatani, Tonagata, Ellie Johnston, Holly Wheeler, Taylor Holmes, Chloe Saunders, all outstanding. Foliaki, top tackled with 28. For the Cowboys, they just struggled from the get-go. Despite a late try before the break, they were just not in this contest. Emma Mantleman made 40 tackles. Jasmine Peters made 153. Dragons 20, West Tigers 16. The Tigers conceded two tries in four minutes to let a 16-6 lead slip, Reese.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We love seeing Jamie Soward celebrating, though, don't we?
0: We do. Top tacklers, Nevada George with 36 for the Tigers. Alexis towney Made 33 for the Dragons. Running meters, Tiger Berry led the way with 224. Uh, Jacquiao Cliffield led the way with 209. Rooster Spurdy, Titans 8. Uh, brilliant performance here by the Tri Color Ladies. Uh, Corbett Baxter ran for 163 meters. Keely Davis made 32 tackles. Taryn Aiken scored a great individual try with that chip and chase. Reminded me of Prime Fittler. True, true. Jess uh, Sir just had a quiet afternoon. Uh, Millie Boyle was good along with Otese Pule off the bench. She's been proving to be quite the energizer honey. By the title, Georgia Hale. Top tackle with 37. Shannon Marto ran for 203 metres. Knights 22, Broncos 20. Three tries in the space of 15 minutes. Sealed victory for the Newcastle Knights. Not good, mate.
1: No, not good at all. That's... The second time this season we've loaded the team back into it, uh, despite the late lead. Yeah, that's... I can't shake the feeling that that's going to cost us finals.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, Mariah Denman outstanding. 240 metres. Noah Sala, 111. Hafunga picked up another try, 109 metres for her. For the Knights, Tamika Upton, outstanding at the back. 260 metres. Uh, Kayla Johnson, 105 metres. Top tackler, Yasmin Kainstow with 27. Deadmond seems to be quite a fine for you girls at lock.
1: Yeah, exactly. She's been very consistent. Um, but, yeah, she's been one of our better forwards so far this season. So,
0: hopefully she keeps it up. 100%, my friend. Uh, finally, Raiders 28, Eels 22. Raiders on 18-6. Paramount came back with three second half. We were unable to chase down the Raiders. Uh, looking at some stats. Samima Tauper made 46 tackles. Marissa Bartlett ran for 179 metres. Amelia Matthew made 30 tackles for Parramatta. And Abby Church ran for 165 metres. With five rounds gone, it'll appear very unlikely that Parramatta will play finals this season. But let's check the ladder. The Roosters on top on eight with Canberra and Newcastle close behind. The Titans in fourth position on six points, but their negative four and against can hurt them. Tigers and... Broncos, Sharks, Dragons, Cowboys all on four. Parramatta yet to taste victory in season 2023. Yep. Uh, cheap
1: enough to be a very close year, but obviously you have to think those teams on six points have a massive advantage as we approach already the second half of the season.
0: It's come up on us, hasn't it? Up? Very much so. Uh, on a lot of great report, I will save Queensland Cup for the last part. Because they had some massive implications as far as the playoffs are concerned, with it being the final round. Uh, Blacktown thirty-two Warriors twelve a big upset. Clayton Fuala a hat trick. Uh, Jack Toby impressive with one hundred and seventy-five meters. find Fineu with twenty-eight tackles for the Warriors. Kilani going top the running count and tackles thirty-four for tackles, one hundred and forty-three running meters. Paramount twenty-two. Just pardon great performance. Great performance. Big upset for the... And it's shaped up this ladder, let me tell you. Uh, Parramatta, 22. Roosters, 12. Of course, the highlight is Nathan Brown being Simian twice. (laughs) For the Chooks, Ethan King ran for 184 metres in his return from injury. Another try to my speed. Stetsavita, Hanara, Schuster. While for Parramatta, they were just too strong running over us in the final third. Makatoa and Ogden outstanding along with Kai Rodwell. South Sydney 26, Knights 16, the Knights led 16-4 of one stage before four second-half tries, two to Darby Mowali, one to Munro, one to Saluka Fafita, sealed victory in a very dramatic game. Jack Johns made 53 tackles and ran for 154 metres. Uh, four of the Bunnies, uh, Daniel Saluka Fafita, top runner 164 metres, Ben Lubbert, 36 tackles, Tyrant Munro with two line breaks for two tries.
1: Yep. Uh, as Spain missed a penalty in the World Cup final, which would have all but sealed the victory.
0: Come on, Espana. Don't let the English win, please. Raiders 40. <coughs> Canterbury 12. Xavier <laughs> Savage returned, picked up three tries. Chevy Stewart kicking six goals. Oliver top tackled and ran, made 39 tackles, 162 metres. Canterbury were ill disciplined, that's why they lost the game. Curtis Moran, oh, sorry, 41 tackles. Joel skeleton, 169 metres. Penrith 26, Bears 18. Some returns today. Sam Walker continued his comeback from injury. The Bears led 18-8, but have already sealed the minor premiership. They conceded three tries in the final 25 minutes of play to lose. Yikes! No. However, I do have some positive news to report from correspondents at the game. Sam Walker is reportedly first-grade ready. That's massive for the trucks, Massive. However, boom centre Robert Toyer has some defensive inefficiencies. His attack is great, but defensive is a bit out-exposed today. Bit of a shame, but it comes with the territory, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um... Yeah. Are we moving
0: <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Newtown 56, Magpies 20, 11 tries for the Jets, including a hat trick for John Rodwell. Other try scorers include Sam Healy, Tuku Hatapua, Maureen Horoti, Addison Dimitriu, Jensen Tamapatu. Sorry, let me try that again. Tamapau, Jesse Colhue, Carol Ilo, and Caleb Wele. Horoti uh, only have six goals. For the Magpies, Hopawadi, Valletu, Atasi James, and Josh Fanidi. Wakeham kicking two goals from four attempts. Looking at the ladder, sit down. You want to want to hear this. You have. Okay, this is this just updated. Let me have a look. I don't think this is updated. No, it is not. Where's rugby league project? Because we put these results in today. Yes, we did. Okay, this is an updated ladder. So, North's on 36, South's 32, Warriors and Raiders on 31, Blacktown on 30 and are in the top five with Get This, Reese, a plus 3-4 and against difference over Penrith. Far out. It's getting spicy, boys. Newtown on 29 with a plus 97. So all I have to do is keep winning and hope for a, a loss because they could get in on their own method through their own for and against. Yeah, true. Canterbury on 29 have a slim chance, but their for and against is. 19 worse off than Newtown, and given their performance, I don't know if that's going to happen, Chief. Uh, Parramatta on 25, St George 23, West Newcastle 20, and the Roosters are on 14. Next week's critical final round matches are Penrith, Parramatta, St George, Warriors, Roosters, Wests, Canterbury, Blacktown. Jesus, fuck, that's a good game. Uh, Newcastle, Newtown, Norths, Canberra. South's on the buy and guaranteed their spot. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's going to be an exciting final
0: week of the season, isn't it? What we call squeaky bum time, isn't it? Mm, for a lot of teams. 100%. New to Queensland. Final round means absolutely everything. Devils 40, Hunters 30. Neither team were in these finals implications. Manisi Kahoe picked up a double. Junior Rop picked up a try in the first minute, but the Hunters went out fighting in season 2023. Let's go through some names because we've loved going through their names this year. Brett and Neymar, 168 metres. Ala Alu made 21 tackles. For the Devils, Kieran Mosley, siding 30 made tackles. Jacob Gagan, 189 metres. Solid. Also, very important to be acknowledged, Jack Ahern. His final game, he's been a long serving. Lower-grade player. We wish him well. Yeah, 100%.
1: Legend of the Q Cup game.
0: Yeah. Sunshine Coast, 37. Seagulls, 12. Uh, Two tries to Sua Farlongo. Two tries to Scott Galliano. And three tries for Jack Givens. Papanhousen kicked four goals and a cheeky, disrespectful field goal for four and against. Elsewhere for Paps, eight runs, 60 metres. 21 post contact. Two tackle breaks, a dummy half run, an offload, 42 touches. Six tackles, three kick diffusers, two kicks, a bomber grubber, no errors, nor penalties. Very, very strong. Yeah. Uh, Olam, 161 metres. Defensively, though, he missed five tackles. Yeah. (laughs) Don't need to say much more or much less. For Tweed, a double for Lyndon McGrady. Ryan Jacobs made 202 metres. Top tackler was... Brent Wolfe with 40. Moving on. Upset City. Oh, yeah. Cutter's 38. Clydesdale's 18. Ooh. They, they did it. another win. They did it. Walter Laurenstein picked up a double. Raiden Birds and Adam Cook getting back to those old Canberra days with some late tries. Uh, Jordan Lippard-Milano, Finna Fanganofo scored tries. And there was another try score, Jerome Talanga. Bessie Tamunga, who's been a fan favourite on the show this year kicked all the goals. Burnley, 20. Black Town... Oh, sorry. Townsville, Blackhawks, 12. Uh, James Tamo was simmed for descent and scored a try.
1: Great way to end the career there.
0: Just like... Just like in 2022. <laughs> At least he didn't call the referee effing incompetent. That's where you need the um line from South Park. Oh, look, I get it now. The F word is a no-no word. (laughs) That's probably what he said at the judiciary to get off. (laughs) Uh, Top runner was Sammy Saluma. Hello. Hey. Uh, Top tackler, Pat Politone. Hello.
1: 44.
0: Hey. Kunikepu Finetuiaki was the most consistent player. 173 metres, 78 post contact, a line break, 26 tackles a disappointing end of the season for the Blackhawks because Dolphins 26 <laughs> and you are going to be so proud of your boy Will Partridge what's he done a try and four goals oh the legend 194 metres as well yeah, with the Partridge at the top of the fucking tree. let's go <laughs> we've loved him on the show this year uh, no one really of note to stand out apart from uh, him, really. D- D- Dantore Louis, the centre, was pretty good as well. For the Finns, Brandon Boyera picked up 14 points. Uh, Max Plath was sought after defensively. did his job. Mason Teague, 34 tackles, only the one miss. And he also ran for 118 metres. Give our boy a game, win. Come on. Come on. Brisbane Tigers, 41, win a Manly 20. Uh, interesting game out of BMD Kuroi Oval today. Uh, Corey Thompson picked up a try. Joe Chan, Cole Gaia, Solomon Hapatape ran 110 metres to score. Uh, Corey Jensen ran for 251 metres today, mate. Very impressive. However, we've left the most important game for Reese's sake last. Capra's 18. South Logan Magpies, 14. And a blown minor premiership. Bloody hell. <laughs> Bloody hell. I'm sorry, but I have to do this.
2: You blew it!
0: Yeah. Sorry, boys, but it has to be done. Let's take a look at the ladder. <laughs> Burley on 35. Staffs like in 34. Brisbane Tigers, 33. Capris 30. Finns 29. Winner Manly 28. Northern Pride 28, and Sunshine Coast Falcons in eight. That is our finals series, ladies and gentlemen,
1: And the Host Plus Cup. Yeah, shapes stuff to be a good one.
0: Just look at the games next week. You'll have Burley taking on the Cup South slogan against Brisbane, Thins against the Sunshine Coast, and Winner Manly against Northern Pride. I'm
1: still confident South Logan take out the title, even with the slip-up.
0: Okay, so for this week's lockdown... This week, for me, it's us. We fucked up. Like, we made a big boo-boo. We put out something about Dylan Brown. Everyone caught on to it, and everyone gave us a bit of heat. But we learned from our mistake in our editorial processes. We released a statement apologizing, and everyone's thinking we're legends now for that. But
2: <laughs>
0: I pride myself as a man of faith, and that is a deep drive by Castellanos. And I'm making a 4 nothing game.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so look, obviously, yeah, we did fuck up. Uh, we tried to be, we held the story until it was published by someone else. We knew the story beforehand. Uh, we tried to do what we thought was the right thing by us. Um, ultimately, however, you guys don't follow us for us to be like News Corp, for us to be like The Herald. You follow us because we report on the facts and we. You know, we report on what's actually going on. So we apologise for that. We apologise also to uh, Dylan Brown as well. I'm sure he's not listening, but if he is, we apologise to him as well. Um, yeah, we will learn from this. Um, and, yeah, do what we have to do to improve.
0: We will. And a massive thank you at that point to the now 1,350 followers on our page as well we- Love and adore every single one of yours. The last thing we would ever do is want to let you down. 100%.
1: We've worked hard to build this community, and we thank everyone who's decided to join it, everyone coming in for their shared love of rugby league, and we don't want to let you guys down.
0: No, we do not, my friend. Uh, Reese, what do you have for us? Uh, we're going to turn the, turn the tone a little bit because we're talking about Harry Maguire. Harry
1: Maguire. The big slabhead. The big fridge. Deciding to reject a transfer to West Ham because he wanted 7 million pounds from Manchester United to not fuck off on the bench for the entire year. Because of that transfer, United have lost out on one of their centre-back targets. It could have been Benjamin Pavard or uh, Tadebo, But yeah, I'm very frustrated as a United fan with Harry Maguire, but, God, imagine all right, you're offered a chance to be a regular starter on a team that's playing in the Europa League. Right, you get to live in London. Even though he got a pay cut, he was still getting paid. I think they were reporting £190,000 per
0: week. He was like, no, I want £7 million! Okay. 7000000 million! I'm just going to let our friend Mark Goldbridge tell the story about Harry Maguire. Yes. Get out, Harry Maguire! Piss off! Piss off, Harry Maguire! You useless piece of shit! What are you doing? (laughs) What is he bloody well doing? That is the worst bit of defending I've ever seen from United. What is he bloody well doing here? What is he doing? He's trying to head it back to the keeper. Oh, my life! Yeah, I couldn't say about my (laughs) top-up. But, my friend... That is where we wrap it up tonight. Like, it has been an eventful episode. We've gone through a lot. We've made ourselves accountable. And I think that, as I said on Twitter, we'll learn from our mistakes and we'll be better and better than ever before. Yep, 100%. On that note, that's where we leave you, Reese. Thanks for coming on.
1: All right, perfect. Thank you very much for having me.
0: You're welcome, my friend. We'll catch you next week,
1: Two more regular season weeks. Wow.
0: Catching up with us. We'll see you next week for round 26. Bye, guys. See you.